Well, praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to Ephesians chapter 4? It's an honor to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. Ephesians 4, beginning at verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Nor give place, opportunity, to the devil. In the language of warfare, we would say, don't give the devil a beachhead. The Amplified Bible reads, leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. A foothold, an opportunity, for what? The NLV reads, do not let the devil start working in your life. The Passion Translation, don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. In the New Century Version, do not give the devil a way to defeat you. You know, I was thinking about it, and I wonder, what size shoe does the devil wear? What size ship does he captain? And I feel the Lord would say today, don't underestimate and misjudge the size. Don't downplay it, and yet don't upplay it either. Ever heard the statement, give an inch, we'll take a mile? You know, there is proper reason and valid reason for the declaration and caution of the Word of God. Don't underestimate the size of his footprint, the size of his vessel. Why? Because it has taken many unaware. And the negligent and the careless and the foolish and the sleeping by surprise. And so what is the Bible saying to us? What the Bible is saying to us is that a foothold is too much. Nor give place nor give opportunity. Do not give the devil a foothold. 
We must not act foolishly believing we can contain his activity and land claim in our lives. He too knows that real estate is a good investment, especially beachfront. You know, even if the footprint he is given is small, he'll take it. Give no place to the devil. Give no opportunity. Starting small with expansion on his mind, ready with strategies that have been working and at work through the ages, time tested and proven, yet ever evolving with the times. If one was to ask the question, where would you like the devil's foothold in your life? Wouldn't our answer be nowhere? If I was to ask you the question today, where would you like the devil's foothold in your life? Nor give place to the devil, the word reads. We must understand the intent of the enemy, and his desire is to take over. His desire is to work. His desire is to manipulate us and defeat us. And perhaps we say, could never happen to me. You know, I pray not. However, the text is directed at believers. And we read 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says, Be sober, vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion. I mean, why put the words in the Bible if it's not true? Seeking whom he may devour, resist him, steadfast in the faith. And the Amplified Bible reads, Be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion roaring. In fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour, withstand him, church, be firm in faith against his onset. Rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. Back to our main text and those words, nor give place to the devil. What exactly does it mean? Give. To give something to someone. To bestow. To grant Give to one asking, let have. To give over and deliver, to reach out, extend, present, and there are yet further words to explain the meaning. And who is it implying is doing the giving, is responsible for the giving? Us. There is the blatant attempt of the enemy to take a foothold, to establish a foothold. And there is the not-so-blatant attempts as well. And yes, there are the downright deceptive attempts. How so? 2 Corinthians 11.14, For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. 
The Message Bible reads, Satan does it all the time, dressing up as a beautiful angel of light. I want to share the words of Watchman Nee with you this morning. Then you will find in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that the prince of the air also goes about as an angel of light. As a lion, he seeks to devour. As an angel of light, he seeks to deceive. Satan is a deceiver. If he can appear clothed in light, the very nature of God, then your vision can be no protection for you. When Satan makes a roar behind the voices of men, your ears are no protection to you. And when he comes as an angel of light, vision is not enough to detect him. You say, it was all light, so it must be of God. Yet the prince of darkness can appear as light, as God. You must therefore have more ways of detecting and testing him than by vision. Example eyesight, even spiritual eyesight and hearing. The safest detecting test is fruit. Matthew 7.20 And knowledge of basic principles which eternally divide between God and Satan. Between him who is truth itself and Satan the father of lies. He continues, there is one strong central position which the believer must hold toward them all. We have it tearsly described in James 4, 7. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Which briefly means say yes to God and no to the devil. Join to the Lord one spirit. Your place is with Christ on the throne far above all principality and power, and this position of victory you must hold persistently by the power of the Holy Ghost. Whilst in regard to the approaches and attacks of Satan, you will as the deciding factor persistently assert your choice to walk with God. From the position of victory, you are to be awake to what Satan seeks to do in your circumference, to your circumference, in all his various disguises and from your central position, your center position, to say in your will just yes or no. Yes to God, no to the devil. Granted your spirit in union with Christ, how can you be free from the bondage of the enemy in your circumference, that is to say in mind or body? The spirit is in union with Christ in victory, but the enemy can attack the mind with depression and with dullness or inflame the imagination and the body with its nerves and muscles. In fact, all that is in the circumference. If the believer understands his true position in Christ and maintains a simple attitude of one, submission to all that is of God, and two, resistance to all that comes from the adversary. These attacks do cease. The fight is to maintain the attitude of victory in Christ and to keep the helm of the ship set towards God. The resistance is a refusal to yield to Satan at all costs. Then he does flee. 
But suppose the adversary appears as light and gets the yes of the will under disguise. Alas, it is yes, even though the believer gave the yes under deception. And it gives the adversary power over the believer to the extent of the yes which the deceiver obtained by fraud. Remember Adam and Eve? Not even dressed up as an angel of light that day, but a serpent, and it was only one bite of the fruit. Give no place. Give no opportunity. He plays dress up, yet make no mistake, John 10.10, the Bible declares the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. You say, well, then what hope do we have? 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, be sober, self-controlled, be vigilant, watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith. The Passion Translation, take a decisive stand against him. Would you receive the word of the Lord today and resist his very attack, his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. The Knox Bible reads, be sober and watch well, you, grounded in the faith must face him boldly. You know, we must do what the Bible tells us to do. Take the words of God and run with the words. And we must know the word of God in its purity and line all things up with it. Remember the work of death's theologian in Matthew 4? Matthew 4, beginning at verse 1, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now the tempter came to him, and he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands... They shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Did you catch that this morning? The devil is quoting Scripture. Be careful. Jesus said to him, it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. He said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Listen, he's always been after worship. And that pride is the reason he fell as an angel. 
Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Listen to those words. Listen to the word of the Lord today. Listen to the words we find as the devil is going after Jesus. If you are the Son of God, and I wonder today, has the enemy ever said to you, if you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, has he ever used Scripture against you? For it is written, just give in. Scripture's got you covered. What was Jesus' reply? You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. I wonder, would the enemy have us tempt God? The Spirit of the Lord would caution us in this hour. James 4, 7, reading from the voice, So submit yourselves to the one true God and fight against the devil and his schemes. If you do, he will run away in failure. The Passion Translation, so then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him. And he will flee in agony. You know, I'd like to say today, don't believe the lie that it is normal, okay, acceptable for a Christian to give and live with the foothold of the devil, a beached vessel. Don't believe the lie. Foothold to stronghold. That's the plot, and that's the ploy. You know, I think of the Scripture that declares, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, Joshua 1.3. Is this directed at the enemy of our souls? Of course not. This is a promise we can take hold of. But let me remind the church today that the devil knows the Word of God. And perhaps he has a twisted and distorted view of the text. Even this text. Have you not heard, as A.W. Tozer said, the devil is a better theologian than any of us and is a devil still? Give no place, no opportunity. Well, what if I manage the foothold? What if I oversee the footprint like, like a landlord? Is that my hope at insurance? I ask, would this be acceptable in the sight of the Lord? Give no place. Give no opportunity. Give no room. Listen to these words. Jesus told his disciples, the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. John 14, 30. He was saying, in essence, when Satan comes at me, he can't find any place where he can get a foothold. I am totally under the authority of my Father. 
Likewise, Satan cannot enter the body or spirit of any believer whose life is totally submitted to God's Word. He has to be given a place in order to gain a foothold. And that happens only when a person holds back part of the price. Let me explain. In Acts 5, a couple named Ananias and Sapphira sold a portion of their land and gave the proceeds to the new church in Jerusalem. Yet when they laid the amount at Peter's feet, the apostle was perplexed. He asked, Why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Acts 5.3 As soon as Peter spoke these words, Ananias fell down dead on the spot. And just a little later, so did his wife. What is the lesson? What is the lesson God wanted to teach the church through this? I don't believe it had anything to do with the physical piece of land Ananias and Sapphira owned. Rather, it had to do with the inner territory of their hearts. This couple believed that they could be 95% obedient to God, but remain safely disobedient in one small area. They had heard God's pure word preached, but they rebelled against what they knew to be true. They convinced themselves, we can serve the Lord, yet hold on to this one thing. That was a lie to the Holy Ghost. So, the part of the price they held back had nothing to do with money but a small bit of ground of covetousness in their hearts. It was a patch just big enough to give Satan a stronghold. And with their one stubborn disobedience, they allowed the enemy to fill their hearts. This is why Paul warns, neither give place to the devil. The example of Ananias and Sapphira is clear. The price of an overcoming life is no small matter. It means subjecting our lives wholly to God's Word with no more dark places, hidden lusts, or rebellion. Do not give Satan one inch of ground. That's all he needs to gain entrance and establish a power base. Why this message, this warning, this caution now? Because we need to hear it. And because it was important enough to put in the book. Ephesians 4, verses 25 to 32, the Knox Bible, away with falsehood then. Let everyone speak out the truth to his neighbor. Membership of the body binds us to one another. Do not let resentment lead you into sin. The sunset must not find you still angry. Do not give the devil his opportunity. The man who was a thief must be a thief no longer. Let him work instead and earn by his own labor the blessings. The blessings he will be able to share with those who are in need. No base talk must cross your lips. Only what will serve to build up the faith. Come on. And bring a grace to those who are listening. Do not distress God's Holy Spirit whose seal you bear until the day of your redemption comes. There must be no trace of bitterness among you, of passion, of resentment, quarreling, insulting talk, or spite of any kind. Be kind and tender to one another, each of you generous to all, as God in Christ 
has been generous to you? So what are the avenues? What are avenues for this giving place to the devil? Falsehood. Lying. Resentment. Unholy, unresolved, festering, and persisting anger. (laughs) Thievery-based talk, bitterness, rogue passions, quarreling, insulting talk, spite, selfish desire, covetousness. Yeah, I think we get the point. And yes, there are many synonyms and other avenues and inroads. I just say to all of us here today, do not give the devil his opportunity. Ephesians 4, verse 30, the King James Version, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. The Living Bible, don't cause the Holy Spirit sorrow by the way you live. Remember, he's the one who marks you to be present on that day when salvation from sin will be complete. Listen, how true it is today. The price of an overcoming life is no small matter. It means subjecting our lives wholly to God's word with no more dark places, hidden lusts, or rebellion. Do not give Satan one inch of ground. That's all he needs to gain entrance and establish a power base. I want to ask a question today. How's the inner territory of our hearts? Billy Graham said these words, don't give Satan a foothold, but discipline yourself to stay close to God, for he alone is your security. You say, what's the call? This is the call, increased alertness. No gray area pleasure. It's a call to arms to engage in the battle that will define our lives, that will define your life. All opportunity belongs to the Lord and none to the devil. Stand up, resist, fight against the devil and his schemes strong. Vigorous faith. Angel of light. Lion, serpent, there's a devil under the costume. Resist him. Resist him. Give no place. Give no opportunity. Where do you want the devil's foothold in your life? What size shoe does the devil wear? Can you manage the foothold? Foothold to stronghold, give an inch, take a mile. The worship team can return. How else does the enemy gain a foothold? (laughs) How else does the enemy gain a foothold? Listen to these words. David Wilkerson. Ask anyone who has been called by God to step out into some new work of the kingdom 
And that person will tell you that Satan has come at him in a rage, hurling one affliction after another. So it was in the life of Christ. As soon as Jesus had been baptized, with the dove appearing, and the voice from heaven declaring him the Lamb of God, Satan went to work. He knew he had only 40 days and nights to try to devour Jesus and stop his ministry. See Matthew 4. No sooner did Jesus declare Peter a rock of faith than Satan moved in to sift the disciple, driving him to unbelief and betrayal. See Luke 22, 21. Satan knew he had to act quickly in Peter's life before Jesus' words about the disciple could come to pass. But the temptation ultimately failed. I know what this kind of hellish attack is all about because it happened to me when God gave me a fresh call to ministry. After spending much time in prayer, I sensed God's call to expand my ministry by speaking to pastors around the world. I was not leaving the ministry of Times Square Church or the ministry of these written messages. I was only adding this occasional aspect of ministry by the direction of the Holy Spirit. I was planning to speak to gatherings of pastors in France, Romania, Poland, and the Balkans. No sooner had I scheduled this trip than Satan moved in. Up to that point, I had been at the peak of health, but suddenly I was struck down physically. Within a matter of hours, I became so weak I could hardly walk. I felt sharp, agonizing internal pains, and soon blotches appeared on my stomach. A doctor friend told me I had shingles, a disease that comes from the remains of childhood chickenpox. The devil seemed to be laughing, saying, So you're taking on this new ministry, are you? You won't if I can help it. Yet within weeks of my trip, he didn't cancel the trip. Yet within weeks of my trip, all the sores disappeared. The Lord raised me up and gave me new strength. It was... It was warfare from hell. It was all warfare from hell. It has always been this way throughout my years in ministry. Every new acceptance of a call from the Lord has been followed by demonic attacks. You know, I could stand here today and give you an example in my own life. I won't mention names today, but since this place has moved out into new ministry, attack has come. Example, last Monday, Alpha was starting at Christ City Lighthouse. Some know this. The two individuals with a heart to facilitate it that very day before the Alpha meeting, one gets in a car accident and one falls and suffers a broken bone. You don't think the enemy wants a foothold? Give up, he shouts. Yes, yes, the devil seems to be laughing, saying, So you're taking on this new ministry, are you? You won't if I can help it. 
But guess what? The Alpha meeting went on. And 12 new people from the community came to the first meeting. Nor give place to the devil. Don't give up. Give up, he shouts. Well, you know what, devil? The sores will disappear. The Lord will raise us up and give us new strength. It's warfare from hell. It will always be this way throughout our years in ministry. Every new acceptance of a call from the Lord followed by demonic attacks. Listen, the enemy is seeking opportunity and he is seeking place. The word of the Lord today, people of God, nor give place to the devil. Let's stand today. Lord, no foothold, no stronghold. Not even an inch of ground, O oh Lord. Holy Spirit, work on our hearts, the inner territory of our hearts. If there be any inroad right now, anyone in this room or listening, that has given the enemy a foothold, we ask today, God. Show us. Whether he's come as a serpent to deceive, whether he's come as a lion. As a lion to devour, as an angel of light to deceive. We give no place to the enemy. Oh, he comes with attack, Lord. We will not give up. Strengthen your people. Put strength in your people today, O oh Lord. New strength, fresh strength, a vigorous faith to stand up and resist the devil at all costs, to say no to the devil at all costs, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just open up your own heart to the Lord.